welcome to Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. Gonzo. Why is this saying David Coulier was Dave Coulier? Bankman. Dave Coulier? Coulier, yeah. Uncle Joey? I don't know. No, why, Dave... why does it say he's Peter Bankman in the real Ghostbusters? I feel like we just went over the Lorenzo Washington. No, Lorenzo Music or was. Lorenzo Music. Hold on. Lorenzo um, Music was. Dave Coulier wasn't. Dave Coulier. I don't know. Maybe this website's just trying to bait me into things. I maybe. So, we're, uh, here we are. No, not Real Genius. Stop autocorrecting. Real Genius, good movie. Ghostbusters. I, yeah, but I'm on, a, I'm on a real Ghostbusters kick right now. Hey, you know who else was in that? Frank Welker, pl- Frank, Frank Welker, Welker played Ray. But Maurice LaMarche oh, yeah. as Egon. Egon. Arsenio Hall as Winston. Yeah, Lorenzo Music, Dr. Peter Venk. Yeah, I, I knew it. Arsenio Hall. Really? Oh, but no, apparently Dave Coulier was also Dr. Peter Venkman in some episodes for some reason. In 62 episodes, apparently. And and uh, Lorenzo Music was 78 episodes. So half of them are Dave Coulier. And I'm oh, wondering why. <coughs> Did you know Dave Coulier has, he has said that he is the person Alanis Morissette is singing about in her song, You Wanna Know? Yeah, that's that, that's a common thing. And she's denied it, that, 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 that it is. Well, I didn't say it was true. I just said that the trivia was he said. Yes, he does say that. Yeah, and a lot of other people do as well. Let's see. I may actually have some news. Okay, so here we go. Lorenzo Music was seasons one and two. Dave Coulier was seasons three through seven. So So there are more episodes in season one and two than there are in three through seven. Sounds about right. I hear so. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so, uh... And Arsenio Hall... Did we welcome ourselves to Couch Crouch? Yeah. Yeah, I introduced myself. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. I forget. I feel like Arsenio Hall is a big Are we recording? For the real Ghostbusters. Well, it depends. I think we're recording. We are recording. I mean, he would have been a big get... It depends on when 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 they started... I mean, the show started in 87. I just had it up. Hold on. 86. 86 to 91. So I would say in 86, Arsenio Hall was not a get. Okay. Arsenio Hall wouldn't have been a get until the 90s. Okay. That's fair. And Frank Welker. And Frank Welker. Don't forget about Frank Welker. We've been on a real Frank Welker kick tonight. Frank Welker is also featured in Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. The horrible Scooby-Doo movie that I watched long time ago. Oh, yeah, ago. you told me about that one. With Tim Curry as the Goblin King. Yeah, but what was the one where where Shaggy becomes Brave Shaggy? Uh, I know that's a thing. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Joe. You're you're all into the I know Scooby-Doo was, universe. Yeah, you're, you're the one watching it. You've uh, been into the Scooby-verse. Scooby-Doo and the Mask of the Blue Falcon, where Adam West played the Blue Falcon. Ah. Who is... It was some kind of crossover, but actually it wasn't really a crossover. It was just the Blue Falcon cartoon was also a cartoon in Scooby-Doo World. Oh, okay. It's funny because Adam As West... As opposed to when, like... Uh... I don't believe... Adam West wasn't Batman on Scooby-Doo back in the day. He it was, huh? it was Super Friends Batman, wasn't it? He... May, I, he was in a more Doo. recent Scooby-Doo meets Batman. Scooby-Doo real name. Scoobert was... Dubert. His name is Scoobert Dubert. Yeah, just like uh, George Keefe. That's Goofy's real name. 
George Geef. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that you know that. I hate that I know that. I hate that that was recorded so now other people know. Oh, speaking of recorded so other people know things, I met Scarlet. Yes, you met Scarlet. Where did you meet Scarlet? At um, at Danny's uh, Halloween party. Uh, Danny Myron's Halloween party. Okay. So I swung by there real quickly, and Scarlet was there along with, uh, I think two others that play uh, yeah. Vampire with yeah. you. And so first off, I'm outside having a cigarette, and one of them walks up to me and says, "Gonzo, I I think you know some of the people that I LARP with." It's like, yeah, listen, we're we're at a Ren Fair party, so. <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you, but I think that we all know a lot of people that LARP in a lot of places. Which one? Oh, the vampire LARP. Oh, yeah, I used to play that. And then that led into um, a protracted conversation about the goings-on and how I haven't been there in a while. But um... So then, after that, I went back inside, and I'm just kind of standing around. And then all of a sudden... The person who I was soon to be informed with, Scarlet, walks up to me, and she looks at me and goes, uh, are, are you Gonzo? Yeah. I mean, I'm really used to this by now. I think I've, I think <laughs> yeah, I've told yes, you all yes, before. Yeah, yeah. On more than one occasion, there's been the, oh, you're Gonzo? So, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, but Scarlet walks up and says, are you Gonzo? It's like, yeah. Like, do you do a podcast? Yeah. I'm Scarlet. Holy shit, you're Scarlet. <laughs> so now I have a face to a name. I've met Scarlet. It was very nice to meet Scarlet. Very nice to stand around and talk. And, you know, just... Yeah, it's a small world, but... Obviously, we all do nerd shit. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I it... mean, it's not a very big state, so... And I apologized in person for confusing Scarlet with Sarah. With Sarah. With regards to the, the, the Howling 2. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, Your that was my fault. Your sister is a werewolf. That was my fault. I take full responsibility. I feel like I really... I really uh, carried the banner of that misconception. Like, I, I don't know if you said it first, but I really drove I it I home. Did. I think I said it first. But I but... think, I, think I, I really got behind it and drove it home. So I'll take that bullet for you if you want. But so, hey, Jim, did you know it turns out that you LARP with a couple people that I know from Renfair? <laughs> I, no! Right? Who knew? Anyone specific? Um... Uh, the whole party that uh, like Scarlet and everyone that was there together there. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know they're there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like yes, I'm, I, I do. I'm yes. trying to remember the character name, but the hippie gangrel. Yes. And uh, and, and her the, husband, the Nos. Yeah, her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. What, what's his character name? I was told his character's name's uh, Orlock. Yes. I don't know how I managed to forget the Nosferatu named, named Orlock. Orlock. But uh, yes, so. So I ran into them there. Yeah. And, uh, They're good people. Yeah. They're local. They live they live they live here. They live uh, in Tampa. So uh yeah, that that that's an interesting aside. Yeah, there you go. Do we have a formal I feel like every time we sit on this couch we go back to old grouches with zero format, zero idea what we're doing, <laughs> just talking. I mean it's that's alright though. That's, that that's kind of been our format anyway. Yeah, but when we're sitting around the table, we've but, got... you know what, though? No, no, but hold on. We're sitting around the I table. like the couch. I'm I like, like the couch. Well, and, and I'm making plans to make the couch more of a regular thing. Because um, I, 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 I've been thinking about 
um, actually uh, consolidating the operation a little bit, you know, making it a little bit easier to, to do stuff. Because right now it's kind of eaten that nook in yeah. the living in the living room. And honestly, for what we do, it's really not. I, I necessary. Miss, I miss the mics and individual mixes. Yeah, but which we're gonna get back to. I also haven't listened to our recent episodes. So, there, I don't know how a, we sound. It's a little bit more... I mean, there's definitely more ambient. I mean, it's definitely more ambient, but it's okay. Mm. It's not... You know, the sound quality is not too bad. But, so, yeah, I like the couch, but... Yeah. I'm... 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 I'm I have... I have ideas. So. Um... All, you know, a lot of it's going to be put in place as as we clean the house to get ready for, for the uh, birthday party. Right. And, and Thanksgiving. Yeah. How was the uh, your campaign that I missed? Because it's, that was wrapped up in a whole weekend of me blowing everything off. Yeah, it was fun. I had a really good time. It's it. Everybody had a had a good time. I have plans for next session. Uh, it ended with everybody deciding that they were not going to rest and instead they were going to go explore a penthouse, which I now have plans for. So well, it's a good thing some of us <laughs> didn't burn any spell no, slots. We did. We did rest. Did you get a full rest? I mean, I enchanted. Th- I enchanted That's three right. things. We'll call it a full rest because you guys leveled too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you saying. got my. I don't know if you got yeah. my text message. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I. Uh, I updated you and Dan. I enchanted. I enchanted three items. That's uh, all I can do right now. So I get an uncommon magic item. Yeah. How about a rock that makes whatever sound I ask it to? Like a. But that'd be pretty dumb because I'm a kenku, so I can't really ask <laughs> it. So at this point, it would just be me making a sound at it to request a sound and then it would play the same sound back to me not really expanding my vocabulary which i just think would be hilarious so it's just you mimicking in circles with a rock yeah yeah i thought so about God's that a, earlier I'm and i think that, that would the, be really dumb i'm looking forward to the challenge of, of communicating with you you know that's the whole thing that you know if you know people and i i think you'll be fine but i've seen people play just you know they 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 want to play a Kenku, but they don't want to play a Kenku. Right. See, I'm still really on the fence on whether or not I want to take the the advice presented in the playing a Kenku block of information, which is don't use a soundboard. It sounds fun, but it's a bad idea. Versus the much more fun idea of, I want to use a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. So if you, uh, if you don't remember, Gonzo wants to play... Gonzo has built... A Kenku Paladin. I love everything about that idea, too. <laughs> of this terrifying crow man who's actually a holy man. Yeah. He, he walks into town and everybody's afraid. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's spooky and just weird looking. Yeah. But, actually, he's here to serve a greater purpose. And also, he's a bird man. Yeah. Well, you're coming in as a creepy crow man who's kind of a holy man and dan's coming in as a frankenstein's monster so yeah that'll be fun i do everything will be great about that if if you guys are there for the next game where they're exploring the penthouse i have ideas of how to incorporate you into it i have plans on what's going to happen i have ideas for what happens when all of those plans hit the wayside and somebody decides to shove their head through a wall and well, <laughs> hey, that won't be me this time. It it's won't not be Grumbo. It'll be Josh. There's no Grumbo. Josh, Josh put his head through several walls 
during our last game. On purpose? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Josh is playing a Minotaur Barbarian, so... Ah. <laughs> ah. If only the Minotaur And he's rules... playing it with aplomb, if I do say so oh, myself. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, if only Minotaur rules had been out for Grumbo. Yes. <laughs> Well, we were all humans for that yeah, game. Yeah, I just right? feel like Grumbo, though. Grumbo would have been a good well, Minotaur. Uh, maybe a half-orc. Yeah. Maybe a full-orc. Maybe a full-orc. Ooh, Goliath. Yep. Grumbo, the Grumbo Goliath barbarian. In, in the game awesome. that Josh is running, uh, we have, my friend Paul plays a Goliath uh, paladin. Yeah. It's very cool. And I play a, a gnome wizard, a <clears throat> gnome war wizard, um, which is a lot more fun than mm-hmm. it actually... I've never had, never played a wizard with a 17 con before. I've never played a wizard. I've never played a, a wizard where my dump stat is charisma. Huh. It's like, I, I, yeah, okay. I, I'm a gnome with a 15 strength. It's ridiculous. I'm a gnome wizard with a 15 strength. Well, you, uh, you pistol whipped one of my lowest charisma characters ever in the last campaign. <laughs> in our, in our, in our session. Um, I actually played that character in a one shot that was a uh, uh, um, heist one shot. Wait, did you tell me about this character before? No, this is a this is a dwarf rogue named Morin Grayspine. Fuck that guy. Who uh, I believe he had a six charisma. Um, so just a real asshole. And, uh, yeah. And he he fucked the guys over pretty good. <laughs> and I uh, I'm playing an artificer, and there Joe's one of the variant where we can use firearms. So of course I'm carrying a firearm. And I have a pistol, and I totally was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'm a robot. I walk over, I wind up, and I pistol whip him. Which he asked permission from his commanding officer first. So. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> permission to pistol whip this punk? Proceed. <laughs> Whack! So uh, I am running uh, my buddy Josh and, and a couple other people. I'm running them through the 5e Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. It's always a good time. Mostly because... Always a good time. Well, Josh kept telling me all these stories about how... So he's running them through Strahd. Or through... Yeah, Curse yeah, of Strahd. You mean through through Carl? Yeah. <laughs> so... They are also... And, and, like, you know... I've talked a bit about Jim and how Jim power games before. Not, not me, not Jim. You. The other yeah. Jim. The other Jim. Yeah. Um, who usually I introduce as my buddy Jim, but this time I didn't for some, whatever reason. Um, how would you introduce me then? Well, when I talk to them about you, I say my buddy Jim, not this Jim, but my other buddy Jim. (laughs) And then when I'm talking to you about my buddy Jim, I introduce him as my buddy Jim, not you Jim, but my other buddy Jim. I see. Um, (coughs) occasionally when referring to you to them, it's theater Jim. But so, um... You know, he he power games a little bit, so yeah. That that party kind of, you know, Strahd, Curse of Strahd's a very open story. Yes, it is. There's you're pretty free yeah. to go where it follows. Kind of, I like to think of like, uh, you know, RP video game RPG rules, but which is much more. You can open... kind of go wherever you want. It is fairly open world. I agree. You can go wherever you want, but if you wander into one area. These things are going to come at you and you're immediately going to go, oh, oh, this is the, the the big level area. Time to get out of here. Kind of like the right. werewolves. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry guys. I had no idea. I had no idea. Well, that werewolf was a random world thing. Yeah, but I had yeah. no idea a werewolf was going to be that lethal to the party. 
But so well, the werewolf wasn't lethal to the party until it attacked Strahd's betrothed, and then Strahd showed up, and then there was a werewolf and Strahd, and the werewolf did a lot of damage. Apparently, Strahd did more damage. Apparently, in their campaign, it has progressed, and Strahd has arena. Um, okay, so that oh. okay. Strahd has arena. They pretty much done everything, and they have lost already, but they're still going. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, they've lost that. They're that's that's that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're. Um, the the witch was there and she stomped the shit out of them. But I think they got back at her. They're trying very hard, but they also went ass backwards through so much of the early part and then decided to skip over going through it again. Like they went through the they went through Hell House and everything. Yeah, which was cool. And Hell I, House is fun. And oh, Death House. Hey, they're a barbarian. Crash through the he wall. crashed through those fucking walls without me telling him that my story. So the spirit of Grumbo lives on. Um, oh man! But so like they went through there and then they party wiped later on down the ro- road and you know, it resets. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And when it reset, instead of going to do that again, they decided, "Now nah, we're going over here now." So they. They've been given a couple pity levels to help them get through. And, and as Josh is telling me all these different stories about how they walked up to the witch's hut. And, uh, like, I, I don't know. Have you played through more of Strahd than we got through with Jim? I have uh, played through a couple Strahd campaigns. Not all the way to the end, but. Okay. So <clears throat> I've done a couple. So when I say the witch's house, we all, yeah. we all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've done some dumb shit in there. So they... They rolled up to the witch's hut. Sorry, there's a bit of fuzz in my mouth. Aha, got it. And, you know, she's got all those skulls on the fence. Mm-hmm. And so first, they, and th- this is the source of a couple different arguments from from uh, his players to, to him as the DM is. So they walk up and, you know, Jim uses detect magic. And Josh says, well, you know, it, this isn't, it, the book doesn't say what school of magic or anything it is, so I guess you detect magic doesn't detect it, which... It would still detect as magical. Well, right. that's my argument, that's uh, Jim's argument as well, but Josh's argument is, no, the spell says it tells you these things about it, so... And you know what? Okay. I, it's not how I would rule it, but I'm not the DM there. Mm-hmm. So, rule however you want. But, they walk up, and he doesn't give them that the fence is, has essentially an alarm spell on it. And then, Oren, uh, another one of their players, mm-hmm. he, one of his character flaws is, is a tick that he has to fidget with things. So... He almost immediately walks up and takes a skull off the fence. It begins to scream, sets off the alarm, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, he's telling me all these things. And originally, my plan for this was, well, if they're really getting stuck in Strahd, maybe you throw them a couple, a pity level or two. Right. I'll run y'all through uh, Tomb of Horrors. You can take some level up from that. And then you can go back into Strahd maybe a little better. 
But then I was told that story about him fidgeting with the skull, and I realized, mm, no. No, I am very familiar with all of the traps. Oh, yeah. If, if, if he starts... Oh, in Strahd, nothing. No, not in Strahd. In, uh, in Horrors. If he starts touching stuff, they're dead. Yeah. So, uh... So I said no. You know what? Here we're gonna we're gonna make one-offs. You can play whatever fucking character you want. Pick a class. Pick a race. I'm gonna have you start. I think I had him start at level ten. Which, which, yeah. which fifth edition Tomb of Horrors level ten is totally doable. Yeah, yeah. I think we, were, we did we it around through there. it. We were like ten or eleven. Yep. I think. So, and also it, it's a one-off. You know, if your character dies roll up another character at level 10 and I'll just plop you right back in. There's no stakes to this whatsoever as long right. as we're all having fun. You know, this this isn't a couple years in the making. If your character dies, it's a really <coughs> bad time. Right. So we started... Um, we only really ran through uh, one session. Mm-hmm. We had a, a prolonged session zero where... You know, I told them a little bit about the tomb and I had them make their characters and... I dealt with all of the ridiculous questions, and I was super generous with their starting equipment too. Yeah, like I gave them a bunch of ten foot poles and pigs. No, I gave I gave them a large selection of gold, and I said, "Buy whatever you want." And here's the DMG. You want a magic item? <clears throat> Go shopping. Sh- sure, figure it out. I'll roll up some random values, and some of them I I fudged too because some of them were like, "Well, I really want this item." <laughs> okay, well. <coughs> that is like double your starting gold right now but you know what it'd be kind of cool if you had this so sure you right you can have this but i'm gonna say that this is all you can buy whereas someone else who bought yep. an immovable rod could get that and like yeah another couple of things so you know they're kitted out for it of course i i let them have a lot of shit because chad for instance he wanted um, some form of fire sword. I I don't think it was a sun sword, but it was. But it was a it was an enchanted fire sword. Flame tongue. Yeah, I think it may have been flame tongue, but he wants it, and I looked at it, it's like, yeah, sure. I know exactly how few monsters are actually in here. Right. I know exactly how little difference that's gonna make in the grand scheme of this. You want it, you can have it. Um, and so we started, I got maybe one, one quick story about that. As far as we got though, we made it to the hall of spheres. Okay. Um, they took the longer way around Mm -hmm. sort of. Right. So, which isn't really that long. It feels like that long because what the fuck? It felt it Sorry felt like that. that long because they spent so much goddamn time in the very first room. I'm, I'm yeah. going through news. Sorry. <laughs> like they spent so much time in that first room with the po- mosaic poking at each of the pitfall traps uh-huh. because Oh, the first room in the Hall of Spheres. No. No, no. no. The, the mosaic. First, uh, the mosaic. No, the fr- the mosaic room, right? Yeah. yeah. So, they so that's spent... the first room in the fucking yeah. tomb. Before so... you even get to the the devil mouth. Yeah. The... So yeah. they didn't poke at the the hidden door right and i they passed the point of that being relevant so i told them about it later on which was what well, if you had chipped away at that wall 
there was a hidden door. You're past it now. There's no real way you can get back there with one notable exception that we're coming up upon. Uh-huh. If, uh, if you remember... Yeah, it's like I, 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 I'm, I'm the, trying to keep their future a little vague yeah. because isn't, it, isn't it the I thing where if you go through this yeah, thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is this is the, the one of the ways to get back to the beginning. Minus equipment, right? The thing that happened to you that you ended no, no. up meeting up with us. No, no, because I didn't, I didn't do that one. I did like the second one later on, right? Using the item that I know how to use, right? And I ran and rolled and got that result. Ah, yes. So, um, they they spend for fucking ever searching the outside because I made them do the find the entrance. Yeah. Um, they found one hidden one. Nobody fell victim to a trap in there because they detected the shifting thing and decided to wedge it and then try pulling open the doors at the end. And it was fake doors, so they went back out. Then they found the second hidden one and i'm like good Let, let's do this trap now but while they two people were searching that two people found the other one and they all collectively decided to go in the real entrance oh well no fun for me <laughs> so they get into the real entrance after falling into a pit trap they realize that they should be searching for traps so yeah. they do they identify all of the pit traps on the ground okay I did have a glorious vindication moment, too, though, because the book straight up says, so you remember the chest on the wall? Yeah. The chest on the wall, when you reach in and pull on a thing, it drops you into another pit. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and people are like, well, why didn't I detect that as a trap? Uh, well, if I could read from the book, this doesn't show up with a detect trap. It is spelled out right here. It doesn't do it. It's not a trap. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not a What's trap not trap. Really? It's, it's an activation yeah. lever. So, so they start poking at each of these things and rolling fairly poorly to jam them shut, and then again rolling fairly poorly. So they, Chad rolled poor to jam one shut, and like he did okay just looking at it, but not enough to meet the DC. Right. So then I say, oh, it looks like you did it. He says, okay, I'm gonna walk on over it. You fall in. So after that mistake, and good on them for learning, they started poking each one after they said it. Right. And I so I had them make their strength rolls. The downside was, on more than one occasion, they failed to set or to jam the trap, and then failed to prod it hard enough. So to all to to them it looks fine. It actually came back to bite Josh in the ass. Yada yada yada. So they finally make it down to the end of this fucking hallway. Yeah. Um, and so they're checking out the green demon. And almost immediately, Chad goes, I want to stick my head in. No, no, wait, I don't. I want to just investigate this. Because Jim used detect magic. And I told him, yeah, that's magic. Uh-huh. That's big magic. Mm-hmm. So they were more careful around it. Meanwhile, Josh goes over really close to the, the misty archway and starts trying to figure out the puzzle. Which I did look up. You're supposed to just trial and error your way through that through that lights. Yeah. Um, I specifically looked up like people explaining what the fuck that horrible riddle is. Yeah. The riddle is a straight up map 
through the tomb. It tells you everything that you need to know yeah. about how to get to the end of the tomb. It just it's placed right before a puzzle that it has no <laughs> information. So he's kind of just checking this out. He's not poking any of these things yet. We didn't get to that for another 45 minutes before they started to poke at the stones. Oh, boy. But so meanwhile, and now part of this was because while Josh is up really close to the misty doorway, yeah. Chad goes up and starts to investigate the, the demon mouth, and he decides that I, I forget. I actually think that it's written in there that if they roll high enough, you tell them it's a sphere of annihilation. Yeah. Yes. So I tell him it's a sphere of annihilation. He's like, oh, good thing I didn't stick my hand in it. Yes. And I say, I, I kind of led him to this because I wanted to play with this. You know, I, I led him into, it doesn't seem like it's being actively controlled by anything. Because I don't think it is. It's just on. But so, he attempted to do something with it. Because you can. Right. With with uncontrolled spheres of annihilation, you can roll to move it. Yes. He rolled. He failed. When you fail, it moves towards you. Yes, it does. So, I didn't make it swallow him up or do any damage to him. I just said, okay, it moves in your direction. He freaked out and straight up said, I hide behind Josh. <laughs> To which Josh goes, but I'm in front of the misty arch. Like, I'm right up against the mist. How can you hide behind me? And to his credit, Chad rolled with the punch and said, You're right, I guess I run through the archway. <laughs> the still active archway. Yeah. Does so the sphere got... follow him? No, okay. no. The sphere went back into the demon mouth. It really just spooked him. Yeah. But it spooked him right into the horrible room with three levers. Yeah. Yeah. So, meanwhile, they eventually figure out that they're poking at these things. After chucking a couple ball bearings through, which I deemed teleported through and hit Chad on the back of the head. Uh-huh. Um, they figure out poking these things, and then, through thinking with portals, realize they need to follow the red line through it. But while they're doing all this, Chad is in the other room. And I explain, I describe the trap to Chad. He goes, okay. I push the rightmost lever up. Nothing happens. I push it down. Nothing happens. Okay? Push the left one up. Nothing happens. Push it down. Nothing happens. Okay, I push it to the right. Nothing happens. I push all three down. That's the bad way. Yeah. So the floor opens and he drops. He's a wizard, though. He casts levitate. Okay. And so he levitated safely down. Well, actually, I think it catches him in the air. Yeah, it catches Levitate him. Levitate does. Feather fall will let him. But so let, let so him he catches himself the, in the him, air. Let him float to the floor. He can push himself and down the wall. And manages to float, you know, scooch yeah. his way back up and out. And because the floor opened and he would have fallen for some amount of time before he popped that spell, I ruled that the order of things is floor, then spell. And they have the same duration. So he levitates up. The floor closes, and after it closes under him, because that's how the trap is, is spelled yeah. is working, after the floor closes, his spell ends, and he drops back down. Then he tries lifting all of them up. Oh, look, the, the, the real way out opens above you. 
So he climbs up through there, crawls through the crawlway, pops out of the first room. This is in the room with three chests. Right. And it also does have the secret door that leads into... I think it leads into the three-armed statue room. Yes. It has... So you pop out of the ground, and then you're in the three chests. Secret door, pathway to the three-armed statues up here. Yes. That is how the map goes. Yeah. In case you didn't think that I legitimately like described my way the, back yeah. through the tomb. Yeah. I I know this map. Yes. Um, and he behaved very well when I ran it. I right, did. Yeah. I did. So I threw him a couple of curveballs, but so, not, uh, much, not many. One of them I threw because I completely fucked up the map. Which I think that was the uh, hidden pathway. Yes, it was. Here. Same one that, that our hero Chad is currently investigating. Right. So he pops out of there. Now, if he had gone back down in, and eventually he does, so I guess I'll get to that. So he pops out of there, and he decides, oh, look, there's chests in here. He thinks like uh, like Indiana Jones, which is the wrong choice in that room. He opens up the uh, oak chest with the bronze bands, and giant skeleton appears. Yeah. Giant skeleton proceeds to fuck his day up. Yeah. Really bad. Giant skeleton. Because he's a lone wizard. Yes, he has that flaming sword, but he's alone. He's a lone wizard, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have any healing. And he gets fucked up. So he pops back down into the tunnel, leaving old Rattlebones up there. And I think Rattlebones is gonna uh, reset himself inside of the chest because, hey... One. Guess what's right off the northeast corner of the uh, Hall of Spheres? I don't know. I don't have it memorized. What's there, Gonzo? The northeast corner of the Hall of Spheres leads into the three chest room. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love everything about this. I'm sorry. Hall of Spheres is between three arm statue and three chest room. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to apologize. Listen, he doesn't want to get. He doesn't want to hear the ads. He doesn't want anybody. <laughs> don't at me. Him. Don't at me. <laughs> so. uh... So he crawls back down through, and luckily for him, that one dead ends, well, it doesn't dead end, it has a secret one-way opening door yeah. that opens into that pit trap, and it just so happens that they haven't figured out their way through the mist yet, so he gets out there, and I try and describe it to him so it's very obvious, and he's still looking at me like, I don't know where I am. It's like, no, no, Chad, you know where you are. I don't know where I am. Okay, well, at that moment, Josh has fallen into a pit trap and you hear him cursing you because you were supposed to have disarmed that trap. So he starts hooting and hollering. They open up the pit trap and get him out. Meanwhile, the door closes behind him and, sorry guys, it's a one-way door. I've that, decided... See, that's what I screwed up. I didn't make it a one-way door. It's made. It's supposed to be a one-way door. <clears throat> So I let him out of there. Yeah. Because I believe it is a return path into that first room. I think it's a one way and that's it. Yeah, but I think that it's the one way that it opens yes. from the secret yes. tunnel yes. In. into that first room, yes. Because that's it's part of the same sort of loop your way back around to the beginning yeah. Yeah. that that happens. So Yeah, because Otherwise, you could get into that pit trap, find that door, and go through there, which I think right. it was the backwards way that we did. Yeah. 
um, as opposed to finding the secret door to the hallway of secret doors, which I fucking hate. That really specific, you have to lift this one from the bottom, you have to open this one from the side, this one spins around in the middle, yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. So he makes it back there, they figure out how to get through the mist, they fuck around with the loose arm of the three-armed statue for a little bit, don't do anything else, they emerge into the Hall of Spheres, and they have successfully navigated after a, like, four-hour session, the very first room of the dungeon. (laughs) But I'm having fun, they seem to be having fun too, Mm -hmm. and... I will continue to have fun because I know what's coming up. I know everything that's coming up. I think Harbeck kept that arm through the entirety of yeah, the Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. And this, ladies and gentlemen, has been Tomb of Horrors with Gonzo. <laughs> uh, gentlemen can confirm for me. I don't have it up on my phone. You this not. was This was completely from, from Gonzo's memory. Just remember, what is Scooby's middle name? Duber. Is it Scoobert Dubert Dubert? Or is it Scoobert Dubert Do? I believe it's Scoobert Dubert Do. I hate this. Make <sighs> it go away. What's. And Shaggy's got. Norville. Okay. Norville. So I just want to say. Thing. I just want to say. In the best possible way, this has been a very disjointed intro. <laughs> okay. News? Someone else take over for me. That, that constitutes my news. <laughs> Oh wait, now you did the sound bite So I guess I need more news Nah, it's alright Well, you can if you want, if you have something Um, Joe, go first Okay, so normally I bring like Weird, disgusting foods To to news segment I did not like that peach Mountain Dew Today, I'm bringing something That I wish was closer to us Hardee's Puts a fast food Thanksgiving In a box Sounds like a dignity box. So Hardee's has a $7 box that is the equivalent of a fast food Thanksgiving. So there is stuffing breaded tenders, which is all white meat chicken tenders that are coated in a uh, sage and herb stuffed bread, stuffing breading um, with savory chicken gravy for dipping. On the side, you get sweet potato waffle fries and... Toasted onion coated green beans, which is the fast food equivalent of green bean casserole. I would eat that. Does that not sound like a delicious dinner? I mean, that's interesting. I would trade you you my sweet potato. Honestly, you want to know what it needs? It needs like a cranberry type, like element, like like jelly or something. Something. It needs a. It needs something acidic. Like cranberry sauce or something. Like maybe another dipping sauce or something. I feel like that would... Would round it all I can't believe I'm thinking this hard about that, but it's true. I feel like it would. So stuffing is my favorite of the Thanksgiving foods. I I make very good stuffing. So a stuffing breaded chicken tender... Sounds fascinating. Sounds really good. Where do you fall on ravioli? Where does that fit into your favorite Thanksgiving foods? We never had pasta at Thanksgiving. Oh, I we didn't even have mac and cheese until I brought it last year. Oh, we used to have a, a big a big ziti, along with all the other traditional Thanksgiving food. We always had mm-hmm. at least at least a big ziti and an antipasto plate. Ravioli. See, ravioli for us, ravioli was a was a Christmas or and then Easter thing. 
because for Easter it was a specific kind of ravioli. Um, we had like a, a white ravi, a white meat ravioli in, in chicken broth. We did it was uh, very simple, like delicate ravioli. We did. I don't know how Christmas. I feel about that. Well, it's a, so it was a it was a meat ravioli with um, pork and veal mm. and a little prosciutto, all ground up in in a in in a, in a small ravioli, and then it was cooked in chicken broth and how does you served one, it in a bowl and then you, you put a, you put parmesan on it and you ate it with spoon how does one make a small ravioli um i try trust <laughs> me i try well do, do you do you hand cut your raviolis yeah. see no the, the, she's my aunt used to use the, the plate press okay hmm. so you cheated i see no it's a specific kind of ravioli yeah, no. it's not cheating it's a just specific kind it's of ravioli just, no matter no matter how much, I mean, okay, I think I've realized now why mine don't come out so small. It's because I drop almost, I, I don't use no measuring spoons. I use a goddamn, like, soup spoon that yeah. you use, right? I mean, I, he... I take a big scoop of that, and I drop essentially the entire bowl of that spoon That's probably too much that. for a ravioli. And these things, on how big these you cook like up ravioli. about that big. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 but you only eat one or two of those. Fuck no, exactly. I don't. Exactly, that's the problem. You God fucking damn, yeah. Listen, I tend to take maybe about For the listeners who can't six. see, Gonzo described a plate-sized ravioli. It's not a plate. A saucer. That's a, not, saucer. a saucer. Maybe about a saucer. A saucer-sized yeah. ravioli. That's, that's about that big. Come on. It's smaller than a postcard. It it would be a that's a, a pillow the size of a cat, the size a cat could use just for its head. It could be a cat's pillow, yes. A cat's pillow sized ravioli. But so yeah, and the fuck you say it. I only eat two of these. No man, I take five to six as the first helping. Oh, I understand. And I go back for seconds Listen, and occasionally a third. <laughs> I'm a fat guy. I get it. Yeah, I'm a yeah, fat and that's guy. our first fucking course for Christmas. That's right. You eat that. And then you get your salad. And then once you're done with your salad, then you got a little bit of breathing time. A little bit. Actually, no, it goes salad, then ravioli. Ravioli, yeah. Then you can either rinse your plate off or not. The jury is split on which one is correct to do. I don't know if there's if there's still good goodness on the plate. Well, the thing is, because now you're going to go are you into... Ser- are you serving them in sauce? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, so you're serving them in sauce, okay? Well, okay, so so what's the next course? So what we the next course is your meat. Well, what do you usually have for your meat? Because uh, I can tell you whether or not tomato sauce is okay there. I don't know what my mom was making this year. I forget what she made last year, but for a while it was a good like uh, veal shank or or bread. Oh yeah, then you could like, you you, like, you could leave the tomato the sauce so- on the plate. Yeah. You could leave the gravy on the plate. But if so, you're from Jersey. But so again, you know, the jury's still out because. Both sides are fine. We don't discriminate in my family. Right. If you want to rinse your plate off, if you don't want to rinse your plate off, we don't discriminate. Some people don't like to mix their foods, and that's fine. You can rinse your plate off. Some people don't care. I think that as a child, I used to rinse my plate off. Now I don't. So you no. you feel free You've to evolved. do whatever. You've evolved. You can do whatever you want with your plate and your sauce. Oh, and also, so you got... I'm sorry... I'm, now, now I'm on Christmas foods. Well, that's my this, next news article. This is where I'm living right now. <laughs> um, I make them raviolis. That's me. I do that. Yeah. My mom uh, mixes up the dough, and then occasionally she'll roll it out. Sometimes my brother will roll it out, but I make the filling. I, I fill them. I cut them. 
God, there's a lot of them. Yeah. About 140 every year. Really? I think I've told you. Mm-hmm. I think I've told the podcast before. Even. I believe you have. But yeah. Oh. And so so you take that, you you slosh a little bit of sauce in the bottom of the bowl, you know. Oh, of course. Then you put some ravioli on top, slosh a little sauce on there, more ravioli on not top. Not too much sauce. Uh, th- no, not, not, too not much in sauce. the bowl. No, no, no. Just saying. People often use too much sauce. Uh, it's it's just a quick slosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Then some more ravioli. To build it up in layers. Yep. Then when you take them off, you want more sauce, you got more sauce. Yep. We, we yeah. got plenty. Because what has been in that sauce, all fucking day it's been cooking in that sauce, you got beef ribs, you got sweet and spicy Italian sausages, you got meatballs with and without raisins. I'm not going to get into that right now. Because the jury's still out on that as well. Whether or not you put raisins but in your meatballs. You Sicilian? I don't think so, actually. It's a, a Sicilian. It's like thing. putting peas in your ziti. I don't do that. It's just fucking disgusting. I don't do that. But listen, see, I won't discriminate if you want to wash your plate or not wash your plate. You put a fucking raisin, raisin in, in a meatball. meatball? Hey, hey, are so, we at fucking Olive Garden? So that was my grandmother <laughs> used to put re- raisins in the meatballs. So my mother put some raisins in the meatballs, but she also makes meatballs without raisins. And you know what? She keeps them separate. No, no, you, you're supposed to keep the meatballs with the raisins separate. And no, no, the re- no, And the regular meatballs go in. No, I'm saying that these... So she doesn't cook the ones with the raisins in the sauce. I think okay. she does that in a separate thing of sauce as I well. I feel yeah. better. But still... They're not just all but, mixed in but, there, so I might be biting into no, a meatball no, no. with a raisin in it. No, no, because you don't, you don't get the meatballs out with the pasta and everything. You put the sauce in with the pastas. Right. Right? Then you got your serving containers, you got your dish with some of the beef in it, and some meatballs, and you got your dishes with the two different sausages. So you can pick and choose. Okay. And I looked it up once. I believe that the raisin thing is a substitute for currants. They used to put currants in meatballs. In a lot of old meatball recipes. Which is also fucking disgusting, so that's okay. But so when you don't got currants, what do you got? You got raisins. I've never been a fan of fruit and meat. That's, yeah, it's... Unless it's like... She doesn't make many of them, um, for the, the most part. The melon wrapped in prosciutto. Now, now for, oh, yeah. the, for the most part. Now, keep on. We're not giving your mom a hard time. No. There's clearly some traditional yeah, shit going on. And again, no, that's not random. She, she Someone did yeah. that on purpose. She doesn't make yeah. a lot of them because it's really mostly a. It's a, it's only a family a, tradition. Only a couple of us will eat one symbolically. And then the rest of it is just regular old meat. Right. It's, like, it's like my wife's family, you know, they, they have a, a Polish slash Sicilian Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fish and then there's... Yeah. And, you know, back in the day when all the aunts and uncles would get together with the grandparents and I got to go to a couple of those before, you know, my yeah. wife's grandfather died. So I got to go to a lot of those. Um, they always had like a small plate of anchovies. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, my wife's grandfather ate the anchovies. One of her uncles ate the anchovies, and that was a moment that I bonded. Right. Because I'll eat some fucking anchovies, so and I ate the anchovies too. Thinking about it, a meatball with raisins in it could be good as a cocktail meatball. You're thinking of like because of like the sweet meatballs, the oh, like the meatballs that yeah, are with the jelly, yeah, yeah, with the jelly and stuff. Yeah. I feel like yeah, a yeah. meatball with raisins in it could be okay in that scenario. I don't know. I don't think and I want to bite into my palate. I don't think I want to bite into a meatball and find a raisin. Now I want to come back to it, something. It, it would be a weird thing. Texture. It's I want to. I want to come back to something. All right. You got a Christmas uh, an antipasta dish, right? Sure. Oh yeah. 
Now, when you say that, do you mean what I think of? So you got some some of your Kalamata olives in there? Yeah, I mean, you got a, 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 an antipasta plate. So when we do an antipasta plate, you've got meats, yeah, cheeses, yeah, yeah. You got meats, cheeses, and no, but pickles. But what so I'm pickles wondering, are things like olives. But what I'm wondering like is, and... do you or do you not have <coughs> celery with cream cheese? In? Of course you do. Okay, with with paprika on top. Yeah. What do you think? Celery with some cream cheese in it. Yeah, with paprika yeah. on top. Okay, I just want to make sure. What do you think I am, a fucking savage? I just want to make sure that this wasn't a weird no. family thing for me either. Because no. a lot of a lot of my friends who have Italian heritage also have, for some strange reason, celery with cream cheese. Stuffed, yeah. stuffed celery, yeah. Look. Yeah, you see... You, you, it, okay, so here's the recipe, guys. Take a, stalk, take a big stalk of celery, one of the wide ones... Clean it real good. You can use the small ones too, but it's uh, clean it real good. Take cream cheese, spread. Make sure you dry the celery off. Spread the cream cheese in there. Get it nice and deep. All set in there, really good. All together. And then you take a little bit of paprika and you put it on top. It adds absolutely no flavor whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's just there to be pretty. And then you cut it up. And yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. But then you got olives. You have uh, you, got, you have some peppers. Yeah. You sometimes have marinated mushrooms or artichokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marinated mushrooms or artichokes. Ooh, you have a, okay. you gotta, oh, in this house, always artichokes. My wife's a fiend. Um, then there's a couple different kinds of cheeses. And then you can have brujute, salami, ham, mortadella, you know, stuff like that. And that's yeah, that, yeah. that's We haven't done that in a long time because we only have like four or five people over for, for the holidays now. Back in the day, we used to do that. Yeah, well, now you're going to have the entire world here for your son's birthday party. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing an antipasta <laughs> play for that. I think we're going to... We're gonna do a a, a a nice deli tray though, a nice big deli tray. It's all right. We're talking about pickled food. You missed the. I know, onions. I know. I saw your text and. Dude, she made you a jar. She made me a jar for yeah, me, a whole jar for me. Jar. She made you a jar to take home. Now I feel bad. Yeah, she literally. She's like, she's like Gonzo's coming. I made him a jar of pickled onions. And then I didn't go. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'm no, sure now I, no, I feel bad. Oh, no, that, that jar is not going to last. <laughs> no, I feel bad. <laughs> that jar is not going to well, last. Well, the jar is not going to last because people eat it. But if, right. if the jar did last, they would still be good. Oh, yeah. But, like, Siobhan went out of her way to make me a thing. Well, she was making them anyway and just had an extra jar and said, well, Gonzo, Gonzo will, want, will, will, will like this. And then I just didn't go. It's okay. Yeah. No, I'm upset at myself now. Joe, more news. More so food news? Get, get me out of the depression. So talking corner. about talking about holiday food. I McDonald's, mean, this is going to be the news today. Is food because this is awesome. McDonald's is releasing uh, a holiday McRib? McFlurry this year. No, they're attempting to make up for our lack of a McRib by releasing the Snickerdoodle McFlurry, which doesn't make up for my lack of a McRib. Um, and I doubt Connecticut will get the Snickerdoodle McFl McFlurry. Watch, so, we'll get fucked on that too. Um, it is. It's currently out. Uh, so from November 11th to November 17th, you can get a Snickerdoodle McFlurry only through the Uber Eats app, and then after November 17th, you can get it in stores. Okay, I was going to say, that's a real dumb time frame to only get yeah. a thing. So um, so it's just cinnamon sugar cookie mixed in. I, I am familiar yeah. with Snickerdoodle. Dude, Snickerdoodles are good. Vanilla ice cream. Snickerdoodles are my favorite cookie, and I was once told that I was wrong because it didn't have chocolate in it. Well, that, what, Which what, is Snickerdoodles stupid. don't have chocolate. Right, exactly. 
I was told that you you can't have a cookie unless it has chocolate in it, and I said bullshit. Have you ever heard of peanut butter, sugar, snickerdoodle? Wait, These cookies are that amazing. sounds like gingerbread. T- that sounds like a type of thing that, that 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 militant horrible woman that you dated would. No, tell it you. was actually one of my friends' exes who told me that, and I told her that she was a dumb bitch, and he laughed. Well, fuck that. <laughs> so, <laughs> were they exes at the time? No, they were together at the time. He, but, she got pretty mad. But that's he the laughed. reason. That's the reason they broke up. <laughs> Did you break them up for telling her she was a dumb I bitch? Didn't. She was just, she was she was, she was a dumb, a dumb bitch. bitch. So um, I tried. Uh, I don't know if you saw the YouTube video. I tried cheesy tots. What you think? I love cheesy and, tots. Uh, if you if you actually try looked at our YouTube video, listen, you would know. I'm subscribed. I I was told I just needed to subscribe. I needed to watch content. <laughs> oh shit! I don't think I'm subscribed <laughs> to our own YouTube channel. Thanks, Gonzo. Uh, I'll take care. Um, of L- listen, what maybe I'll think? be the one that breaks a hundred. What did I think? I didn't think that they were cheesy enough. No, I think that they had. They were good. They for ninety nine cents, they were good. They had a, but like you, you bit it. Did you? you, you I've had cheesy tots. You I like bite into tots. them. You, it, they have a hint of cheese, but there wasn't. I wasn't expecting a big cheese filled thing, but I was expecting a bit of goo, okay. and there was very little goo to be had. I feel like it's more of a cream cheese. Yeah, it was good though. It was good. I mean, again, I, I didn't want my ninety nine cents back. It's no, the, I love cheesy tots. Cheesy tots are. Pretty delicious. Yeah, I remember cheesy tots being more of a breakfast thing. Sure. Back when sure. I think I had Burger King. There, I subscribed to us. Life. So, um, wait, who's this ninety-four subscribers? Couch crouches. Not us. That's the other couch crouches. Is it? Yeah, they they they. I I've tried um, t- I've tried tweeting them. Yeah. And they won't answer my tweets. Two years ago. Yeah, they won't answer my tweets. I get yeah. I'm trying to. Tell them that they're, it's 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 a federal trademark now. I like I've trademarked couch mm-hmm. crouches, but that's okay. Um, their logo is quite clearly just attempting to be a game grump. Yeah, yeah. So, any more food news? Um, they do have one last piece, just a real quick one. That uh, Wendy's, uh, for the for its fiftieth anniversary, Wendy's is releasing a new flavor that is not chocolate or vanilla, for the first time in the history of the Frosty. <sighs> Um, it is a birthday cake frosty. Oh wow! Which will be landing in stores soon. Um, so it's basically just that typical like birthday cake flavor, birthday yeah. cake that funfetti sort of flavor. Yeah. And they have a a birthday cake frosty sundae that comes with little bits of um, yellow cake like sprinkled over the top of it with sprinkles. Sounds fucking delicious. So you know, it's normally good time, good time to be a fat guy. Normally, I bring the weird food news. Today, I bring you some delicious food news. And I really wish there was a Hardee's closer than well, I think the nearest one is like Ohio. Joe, if people want to send us news, how do they do that? Well, they can send it to us at couchgrudges at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchgrudges. They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at couchgrudges. And they can search YouTube, just like our good buddy Gonzo just did, and find couchgrudges. Again, if you... Uh... If I you, subscribe. If if we reach one now, if we reach one hundred, um, if we reach one hundred uh, followers, one hundred subscriptions, we will uh, do a bonus episode, and we're still uh, we're, we can still maybe do Chud too, love the Chud. <laughs> uh, but tonight we're here to. Um, <coughs> it's not a review. No. <coughs> But the three of us have not watched The Mandalorian yet. So we're going to watch The Mandalorian and talk to you guys, tell you what we thought about it. Um, I will say that I have enjoyed Disney Plus so far. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's worth the money I didn't pay for it. Right. Because I have um, unlimited data with Verizon, so I get the first year free. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, um, but, like, I came home, I fired up Disney Plus for the first, you know, first time, and I, I did what I thought was appropriate, and I immediately watched The Empire Strikes Back, um... And then, as I said, I watched some episodes of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, which you guys Boy, just watched the first show. episode of. What a show. Again, it was late 81, dude. <laughs> Frank Welker. Frank yeah. Welker. Um, so Having conversations with himself. With himself. At least three times in that episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, it's got incredible stuff. Like, it's oh, got yeah. an incredible list of stuff. It's got a huge catalog. Um, and it's got so much nostalgia. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, like our friend, friend of the show, Table to Stages, Jordan Verma said, uh, uh, this, uh, on his, uh, social media today, this, uh, Disney plus rabbit hole is dangerous oh, yes. and it really is. So yeah, we're going to check out the, uh, the Mandalorian today because we're dorks and, uh, Star Wars is important to us. Uh, I've heard good things. I have as well. So, uh, let's give it a look and see how we do. Gonzo, you got any thoughts about it before we start? No. No? No. Are you excited for it? Yes. Well then, let's by all means make this happen. So, uh, we'll be back in, uh, I think about, I think it's an hour. So we'll be back. Yeah. And we'll let you know what we thought. Okay. So... We just finished it. Um, what song did we put in the middle? How, uh, what, 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 what did we break on? It's a techno remake, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly theme. Or, <laughs> or is Deadpool versus Boba Fett epic rap battle of history? No, I'll tell you, it won't be that. No? No. All right. Um, okay, so first things first, that was awesome. Like, yeah. like, uh, just, like Okay, so we'll just get that out of the way. I said it, I've said it, this will be the third time I've said it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just watched a Star Wars television show that wasn't a cartoon. So I'm very excited by that prospect in and of itself. You remember Droids? <laughs> Droids was a cartoon. Yeah, you remember that? Yes, unlike you, I remember when Droids, the, when it first came out. You think that'll be on, on Disney Plus? I don't know. I mean, we've already experienced Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Neither of... Droids isn't that much better. Neither of the Ewok adventures are Mm -hmm. on. Yet. Yep. Maybe maybe when it gets closer to Christmas time with the... uh... (laughs) I'm still... I I got fingers crossed. You're holding out hope for the holiday (laughs) special. (laughs) Pull it it out of the vault, man. I mean, this show... Give some give some homage to the holiday There is... I mean, between his gun... And then Life Day. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, yeah. So we're going to... They name drop Life Day right I, there. I don't know how spoiler we're going to be, but we're not going to, you know, whatever. We won't have to talk about the the end. Yeah. Um, it went much quicker. I mean, I guess it wasn't a, I mean, it wasn't no, it was not half an hour. hour. It's no. a half an hour, so that's very cool. Um, so Disney Plus is not... You can't binge this, right? Yeah, they're doing weekly. Not yet. Release. Right, you have to wait till it's done, and then you can binge it. Um, yeah, so the next one comes out Friday. Right. So, 
Um, God, uh, fascinating. Yeah, it, was so, it presents it presents Star Wars in a completely different way. It's really and it's it's so. There's not a lot of Star Wars other than the books, and I guess the the story in Battlefront Two did, but that was like right after the fall of the Empire. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot that we've seen that really takes place in that time period between six and seven right which is the point of doing this right so so seeing what the universe (coughs) was in that time period and said like you know just just the discussion between him and carl weathers about like what kind of payment he'll take Mm -hmm. and things like that and that guy's name is greg kegel it's really it's like the vagina exercise i'm really First of all, you know, I love westerns and I love Star Wars, so this is. I mean, the, and I also the Mandalorian armor and just like in general is one of my favorite things yeah. in Star Wars. And this, I mean, this is more than just a, a Star Wars western. This is a Star yeah. Wars spaghetti western. Oh yeah, like this is like very evocative of of you know those the, mm-hmm. the classic. Clint Eastwood fucking yeah, you know even even just the music yeah mm-hmm. is is super just like ripped straight out of it yeah um, El Mandaloriano I really do I don't know I I don't know if they said anything about this I hope he doesn't take his helmet off through that whole thing I hope he doesn't take his helmet off through the run of this show you know there have been there are people that um so the, I I read reviews and. People have been like, you know, well, you know, he, you, you can't connect with him, yada, 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 yada. I think, I, and this is, we you ner- couldn't connect with Boba Fett, and the man had five lines in the original trilogy, and yet everyone wants to suck his dick as a character. Um, my, th- I agree. My thoughts are. I can't connect with it. You had half an hour I to. I don't like it. See, this is very elitist sounding, but sometimes you just gotta be there. I don't like it when the normies try to translate yeah. Star Wars because they refuse to look at it as a Star Wars thing. They're like right. trying to apply cinema or like their idea of an art form to, to something that is very specific. This is everything it needs to be. This show lacked nothing. The thing I don't like about this show is that it was so short. Yeah, I, I was hoping there would be more of it. I really what, like his but, helmet design. Um, I like the fact that it's very clearly a Mandalorian armor, but it doesn't look like Boba Fett. Actually, I really like the armor. I well, I, yeah, I liked I liked the whole like the fact that he w- walks into this like Mandalorian clan forge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the armorer's armor with like the kind of almost Roman yeah. Yeah. Uh, gladiator type uh, Mandalorian helmet was very cool. Actually, and I mean, I've I've seen Boba Fett's helmet. I know it I know that this has always been there, but without the paint on the cheeks. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. This really pulls you back to the uh, Gen 1 clone armor. Yeah, right. Yep kind of thing yeah sure whereas you know because sure. the, the cheeks have always had that divot and dent like yeah. that mm-hmm. um but 
Boba Fett's got that that contrast paint right there right. too. So uh-huh. it it kind of just it gets a little bit lost uh-huh. as opposed to the hard lines and with the sharp mm-hmm. reflection. I've seen a couple people making some really good uh, replica helmets already. Yeah, mm-hmm. just but, from this. I mean, you know, without going into too much. Um, you know, a lot was packed into a half an hour. Though. And there, it really, it expands a lot of the lore. Already. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's right there in, in the in the show image, the, the header image, when you open it up. There's an IG droid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's a character. It is really dope. Played by see, Taika Waititi, of all yeah, people. Yeah. But it is really dope to see an IG droid that's not just a repurposed puppet. Oh yeah, the IG because, droid. Because that... I mean, the the original IG eighty eight puppet, I, the heads mm-hmm. were other pieces yeah. here and there. Mm-hmm. And, well, I think and it's it, well, it the... was it was obviously cobbled together at the time, right. yeah. by ILM because that's all they did yeah. during Star Wars yeah. was cobble things together. I mean, they they invented kit bashing. I mean, they so, did. <laughs> especially compared to. I mean, think of all the other times you kind of see an IG droid mm-hmm. in video games. Yes. Um, it was nice to see this thing, like, killing like a machine would, using its machine state to do stuff. Watching the whole thing move yeah, was... was the was, amount of rotating and moving parts. Because, yeah. I mean, think about, like, in, in video games, the IG droids just kind of awkwardly bunny hop their way right. in, you know, popping from leg to leg because... I mean, at the time, you had C-3PO to go on, what, yeah. a, what a Star Wars bipedal droid would do, would or a gonk like droid. Yeah. But it, it, you know, and no offense to Anthony Daniels, but that costume... Is what caused... Yeah. Yeah, that that is costume why he moved in that caused that yeah. him to move like sure. that. Mm-hmm. I agree. To sort of shuffle and hop foot to foot. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, being able to see... Especially now with the benefit of, like, all the CG technology we have now. Yep. And all the, the, like, rigging techniques that people have come up with for 3D models. And just the progress that the art form has mm-hmm. taken. Right. To see this... I, he wasn't a puppet, right? He was a fully CG... That was a fully CG character. Mm. I, but, like I said to Joe... And, and you, mm-hmm. but I think I pointed my head at Joe when I was sure. saying it. That's why it's locked in my head yeah. is what I said to Joe. When the arm moves and stops, it doesn't just move and stop. It has that it's inertia that, yeah. and that little bit of wiggle that a puppet would have mm-hmm. or that the real real uh, device would actually have. It's real cool Which to to Favreau, see them do. Favreau is really good at stuff like that. That's one of the one of the really interesting things about uh, Favreau's Lion King, is there are these little subtle movements that you see animals do in the wild, where it's like a fly lands on the air and it does the quick flick, and he can he incorporates those just little subtle things that just make it look that much more realistic, where it is almost like. He was filming an actual lion. It's the same with this droid. Now, do you think that's something that came across in the ILM acquisition? 
possible. I mean, they've always kind of contracted out to ILM. I mean, everybody yeah. uses you see, ILM. You see anyway, ILM yeah. showing up in, in everything, yeah. but, I mean... No, I, I think you're going to go in to make a Star Wars... You're going to make a Star Wars TV show, live-action Star Wars tar, t, Star Wars TV show, and you've got, you know, you, you've got the resources mm-hmm. of Disney. You're going to go, and you're going to... I mean, you're not going to put out a half-assed product. Right. So... There was a couple uncanny valley moments. Um, I I the ones that really catch me are, um, for instance, when riding fully yeah, CG. Yeah, I, I, I Yeah, I thought the same thing. You know, I you watched get it. some of the Anakin Skywalker with the with the giant butt. Um, yeah, getting thrown around. Yeah, field tick things. Yeah, you know the ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he almost gets trampled to death during the romantic subplot. It's funny when I was watching them, the you know him and the 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 Ugnot riding. At one point, um, it kind of the way it was they were moving, kind of hopping up and down. It looked more like it was a guy. Um, it's like one of those people that like in the uh, the costume of like. Yeah. Their, their their legs are on the ground, oh, yeah. but they're wearing the animal, and it's yeah. like their like little legs are painted on the side, mm-hmm. so it looks like they're riding it. It, it kind of looked like someone was just kind of running with like an inflatable speeder, but yeah, an mm-hmm. inflator and not in speeder bike, an inflatable monster around their waist. Other thing I really like that was, it, but I just thought that was kind of chuckle worthy. Yeah. But speaking of like the CG, but believable, was when that uh, when the ramp lowered. When he landed on place, mm-hmm. and he walks down the ramp, but the the pistons descend it, and then they rotate. They, they rotate up, up, up and yep. out the back. Mm. So I noticed that too. Just just these little mechanisms. Yeah. It, it's. I also love the design of that ship. Yeah. I think his ship is really cool. Which I I mean, Slave One is also a really interesting design for a ship, but this is like. It almost has that like Mandalorian face to it. You can kind of see it in the in the splash image there, but it's just it's it's like a bus with wings almost. But it's you know, and then seeing what what's is inside it reminding of reminding me of though, and the it's reminding me of something I've seen before. That I can't quite put my finger on. I immediately think of an Ornithopter in Dune, but it's not. No, but like it's like it's, like it's you know, reminding you, you, you me. You know though. how in the David Lynch Dune they're kind of boxy and they V out a bit. But it's reminding me very distinctly of a Star Wars thing I've yeah, seen. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. They're almost. We'll like have the, to think on uh, it. We'll have to think on it. Like the the uh, clone trooper uh, shuttles. The yeah. the yeah the carriers. It's, kinda, it's, kinda, it's got the yeah. same sort of body to it. Yeah, it? without the bubbles on the side. But those have the wings that come down yeah. diagonally off the back. It's like one upside down. I mean, it's just me. Which I mean, hmm, I'm trying to fit that into like, well, maybe that's what they're going with because yada it's, yada clone no, no. Mandalorian. No, I mean, the, the guy bought it, got different make and model, yeah. but same manufacturer. You know, it's it's very familiar. It's like uh, like what uh, DJ says in uh, what's it called uh, the the Last Jedi when he's like. Uh, these people are building the X-wings, but they're also building the Tie Fighters. They just they make everything. So 
You can't. Everybody's good guys. Everybody's bad guys. Everybody, everybody in the Star, everything in the Star Wars universe is manufactured by the same company, according to Benicio del Toro. As he stutters his way through a part, yeah. Well, there's like, no. See, look, looking at it in in yeah. model form. No, it's not like. No, it's not. It, it's not all like the um. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that ship? It's not just gunship. L A A T. Low altitude assault transport. Yeah. So. But it it's reminding me of. Oh shit. While Gonzo's thinking this over. Mm. I don't know how much more there really is to say about a half an hour of right. TV. Um, it does... It, it raises a couple of questions for me that are just, like, world-expanding questions. Where, like... I, I don't know if this would qualify as a spoiler, but it, he has, like, this carbonite freezing unit on his ship. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if... After the original experiment of putting Han in carbonite and finding out that it would work, how news of that spread to a point where now you have a bounty uh-huh. hunter who just has that rig on um, his ship. I just, that doesn't surprise me, because you think about it, bounty hunters are involved very heavily in the underworld and stuff like that. Boba Fett certainly was. Yeah. Boba Fett delivers a carbonite frozen Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. People have been poking at this guy, maybe peeing on him, stuff like that, for months and months and months before mm-hmm. they come and get him, the, the, the carbonite thing gets around, I imagine. Okay. It's close to that. I just, I think, I think this builds out the universe a lot, and it raises questions in my mind of how did these things spread around the universe, which yeah. I think is a good thing. It, it I make, agree. It's making me think more about Star Wars, which, you know, twist my arm, why don't you? But also, yeah, really. <laughs> like... It it, it it expands the universe in a, in a lot of very cool ways. And I'm interested to see what the rest of the season of this television show looks like. How many episodes are this are we getting? I don't remember. Enough. Yeah. Um, I will say it's uh it really makes Disney Plus that much cooler. That there's a that there's original programming mm-hmm. and there's original programming of the stuff that we really like. Right. Yeah. So. And they're they're, I mean, Disney's very good at taking the things that they know people are into and <laughs> giving it to them, them and giving more of it to <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Like I I saw, um, both seasons of Agent Carter are on yep. Disney Plus. Yes, they are. And I wouldn't be surprised if Disney Plus picked up for another season tried to do something yeah. more yeah you never know I mean they've already they've already got Haley Atwell in in what if at, but and what if yeah. and I, no they didn't say she was popping up in something else but no. oh shit I'm sure I'm sure she so will be more than happy to pick up another season of Agent uh, Carter so uh so his ship's name is the Razor Crest cool I don't know if, if that was mentioned during it or I don't if that's think just... it was mentioned in the show proper but so, um, because I was looking it up on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. just to try and see. Like you do? Because Wikipedia will occasionally give you the, yeah. oh, you know, behind the scenes. It was modeled after right. this thing. Or right. Wikipedia will, maybe not for something as brand fucking new as The Mandalorian. Yeah. But will have those links to, oh, derived from this. Sure. What uh, do you got? But no. 
The Razor Crest was designed by Lucasfilm Limited design veteran Doug Chang. Oh, Doug Chang. Yes. It was created as a practical model rather than a computer-generated effect. That's really cool. That's old fucking school. I love that. Oh, it's like when J.J. built the entire Millennium Falcon for Episode Seven. Which yeah, was... but but that's a mm-hmm. that's a movie. And I like I don't think that they're spending movie money yeah. on this television. But like I don't show. think that that ramp that he walked down was built as a practical ramp. No, neither do I. But I, but no, no, I think but they said they built this a big is, model. They yeah. built what the this model is, though the is is that this was. And I think that it was probably then digitized. Yeah, sure. I'm sure, but. To go that way instead of completely digitally right. created, you know, it lets you get some of the the greebling. Yeah, sure. And you said greebling, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that is the verb to greeble a thing. Is yes, greebling it. Yes. Um, I think we've talked about what greeblies are in yes, the podcast before, yes, mm-hmm. but if people don't know, it, it's a term coined by ILM. Uh-huh. Um, it is the visual interest pieces on their kit-bashed models so once you have the main structure built out of like styrene what they'll do is they'll go and they'll kit bash just little visual interest pieces like yep. pistons and mm-hmm. and panels and and pipes and mm-hmm. just other shit and yeah. throw it on to give that scale on, on it and it's called greeblies and it works it does yeah it's a in a personal project I'm working on 3D modeling some stuff right now and uh, greebling is the hardest part for me in the 3D modeling software I'm using because you know you have to create this noise and visual interest mm-hmm. they got $40 add-ons that I'm not going to pay for though so yeah, I really like I like a lot of the visual design that they did with this yeah honestly. oh yeah yeah, someone, someone loves Star Wars, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. And we that's somebody, John Favreau. About, yeah. I mean, he's he's the showrunner. We were yeah. still talking about this, right? Oh yeah. Or Mandalorian? Tra- Hell yeah. Okay, I didn't know if you transitioned while I was lost in my. Uh, no, 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 we're, no, we're at this. No, but but honestly though, that's a good way to kind of sum it up. Is you know, obviously, somebody loves Star Wars. Someone's got an eye for detail. Yeah. And you know, in this case, it's John Favreau. You know. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah. Very much so. I'm kind of upset that they're doing episodic releases. I think a lot of people are. Binging it because now I would like to go and binge it. I would, yeah, I would not go to sleep tonight. I, I, neither, I mean, we might stay up and I mean, probably, we might just like sit here and just go through them all. It's, I, I would. Yeah. So, you know what? For the sake of the podcast, it's probably good that they only yeah. have one episode up yeah. right now. So, that so we could only watch that one. For the sake one. of the podcast, for the sake of our sleep schedules, for the sake of... Uh. My wife and my child, yeah. Um, okay, am I going to watch it on Friday when it comes out? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, I hope that neither of you are upset that I, I would like to watch it when no, it becomes I, available. No, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't intended on us like doing a weekly watch, a weekly no. watch or anything I like that I feel like that would be... 
we only have one podcast episode yeah, a week. I, yeah, I, I no. don't. Um, I, I think that. I mean, I, I do think that. I don't have the self control. We will all that. watch it on Friday when yeah. it comes out, and then we can talk about it the yeah. next episode. But no, I, I didn't think, and I don't necessarily think that every episode that there's so far enough mm-hmm. to actually do an episode of the show about every. I mean, unless we went in and just spoiled every episode right. and just went line by line by no, line. I I 100% know for a fact I do not have the self control to wait for another person to be like my watch partner for a yeah. thing because I was watching uh, when I first discovered the Great British Bake Off. I watched the entirety of season two without the person I was watching that show with, and they got kind of mad at me. But it was a really good fucking season, <laughs> and that was a that was just a British cooking show. Right. You think if I could, I would have to wait for Star Wars? For a fucking Star Wars TV show, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna kind of transition out of the meat there, and I'm needless to say, if you haven't watched it yet, what the hell's the matter with you? Um, it, it only came out yesterday. If you haven't watched it yet, what the hell's the matter with you? If some, you don't and some people Disney don't Plus, have Disney Plus yet. They have haven't Disney decided Plus. if it's worth it. I'm going to tell you right now. It, of course it's worth it. Well, here, here's the thing. For seven bucks a month, and if you have Verizon and you have unlimited data, or if you have, uh, if you're in the area where you can get, like, if you have, like, Fios, like, Fios, like, Verizon Internet, it's free for a year. Like Disney Plus, is, it's free for a year. Get on it. I do now sort of regret what I had said earlier, which was, you know, I, well, I'm not just going to buy it for The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot more now, on there. Now, than now that I've yeah. seen it, yeah, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. Uh, and, I did wind up, I, I don't don't remember if I said this on podcast or just earlier to both of you. Um, but, so what I had said before, I think I did say that on the podcast before, was, I don't know if I'd only buy it for just the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But since Simpsons is with it too. Oh, we said that we said this yeah. while we were uh, watching Spider Man and his amazing friends. Like, I wasn't gonna buy. I wasn't gonna pay for FXX just for the Simpsons. Right. And at the time, I had said I wasn't gonna pay for Disney Plus just for the Star Wars stuff. But now, yeah, yeah. Because they're both on there. Well, first off, yeah. Now, I was going to get it anyway because both were on there. But even if Simpsons wasn't on there, after seeing this first episode of The Mandalorian, hey, spoiler alert, I'm going to throw money at the Star Wars yes. now. Yeah, really. Well, um, I mean, I was I was planning on getting it, and I was planning on getting it, and I was like, I'm excited for this content. But the minute that they said Moon Knight, I was willing to give them any amount of money. Yeah. I don't care how long I have to... I don't care if that comes out five years from now, and I have to pay for five years of Disney Plus to wait for Moon Knight. I would do it. I hope they do it justice. I do, too. So, um... I just want to know Some just surprise. I'm going to throw money at the Star Wars. But yeah. The guy who got the limited edition Darth Maul 3D glasses. Yeah. And saw the... Episode one re-release in IMAX 3D yeah. at midnight, and who saw the CGI Clone Wars movie with the baby hut? No, when, that's when they on opening night when at they were midnight. Talking about when they when they first showed the uh, little like security pop out thing, I thought it was gonna be a hut inside, and I thought it was gonna be 
Vito the Hut, the weird Truman Capote. Oh, Capote. You, mean, you, mean, you mean the joke that I made when yeah. I saw it there on the yeah. on the screen too? It's a baby yeah. hut. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't believe that they ended that episode on a cliffhanger about whether or not Han Solo ever actually sucked Chewbacca's penis. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to mail. Hey. I'm surprised it took me that long to remember that that's what I do when I'm not Weird spoiling a thing. Droopy dog, job of the hut, cousin. <laughs> I liked the baby hut. You shut up. I'm not talking about the baby hut. I I'm know. Talking about. But I liked. I'm talking about creepy uncle hut. But I liked the baby hut. All right, so um, I can go back a few. Um, I have some mail. Joe, if people want to send us mail, how do they do that? Uh, well, the email is couchcrouches at gmail.com. The Facebook is facebook.com slash couchcrouches. The Facebook or the Twitter and Instagram are both at couchcrouches. And the YouTube is couchcrouches. All right, so I'm going to just do this week's. You've, if you've submitted stuff the past couple of weeks, I'm sorry that we haven't answered it. Um, life has been crazy. We didn't have a show last week and just... So we're back on the wagon now. We do have one today from um, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Friend friend of the show, Stephen. Uh, he says, hey there, Grouches. Missed you guys this past week. Rub it in, why don't you? Uh, I've got a bit of a deeper question for you this time. Okay. I can't remember if this has been asked before or something similar, but I'm asking it anyways. Okay. What moment in your life do you see as the defining moment that steered you in the direction you headed to become the person you are today? Something in your past that happened that may have changed your mind about a way you think, or how you do something, or how you view the world, but just something that you can look back on and realize that it may, have, that it may be the entire reason you are who you are. Thanks, guys, and I hope to listen to your episode soon. I have an answer for this, but I don't know if anybody else does. I'm trying to avoid the one that delves into my entire history of paranoia. Let's not do that. Okay. Joe, you thinking? I'm thinking. Okay, so for me, this is... And this is we're, we're getting real here. Um, I would say that probably the most molding moment of my life that kind of resulted in this was uh, the day my dad died. Yeah, I could... So, my dad died suddenly, mm -hmm. and um, I felt myself age 20 years that day like all of a sudden um i was it wasn't just a mortality thing um but it um just at that moment i knew that my life was never going to be the same it also helped engender an incredible road of hypochondria that i still have not been able to shake ever since but i would say that 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 is one of the most, if not the most, defining moments of my life that made me realize, you know, like, I became a man that day. But, like, mm -hmm. that was the day that certain the, the reality of life 
became pronounced. That's very sad, but it's true. Okay. You got one? Because I think I just thought of mine. Um, I mean, oof. This one's going to be, this one's going to be, I, I think i And we I've, can't even blame Doug. No, and I think I've talked, no, th- I'm not going sad or depressing with mine. Because history has shown that when I do that, I get played off the air. <laughs> um, oh, no. th- oh, but no, this is totally the time to do it. He doesn't have the soundboard hooked up. <laughs> he could still do it in post, though. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. So, I'm actually going to go with with not an upsetting thing. Also, because like, I don't necessarily feel like putting anyone on blast. Because... The people in mine are still alive as far as I know. Okay. Um, and, you know, jury's still out necessarily on what causes problems. I'm going to go with, with a more uh, uplifting. Yeah? Yeah. And you can, like, split the difference maybe. I don't know what you're going to do. Mine is probably a bit of a split the difference. <laughs> oh, God. It's coming for me. Um, so... Like, I'm not really going to go into the whole, well, this is why, but... So, Star Wars. Legitimately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked about it a bit before. Um, how, you know, I can go back into the folder of old school work and find the drawings and everything else and the sure. shit that I did just tying everything back to Star Wars when I was little. But, realistically, you see, follow me on this real quick journey. So I watched Star Wars for the first time on TV. Um, I remember it, it was the smaller antenna TV that we had, like in the basement. Okay. Not it was a furnished basement in the house yep. I grew up in. Yep. Not the one that I just moved out of. Uh, the my first very first. Now home. tell me, was this so? It had a or was it a rabbit ear TV? Was it black and white or was it uh was it color? I. Th- think it was color okay um but so i remember watching it and then later on being able to see the uh, special editions in theaters Mm -hmm. sure the first first time sure um but so watching this yada 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 star wars nerd etc etc we all we know that part of it already Mm -hmm. i'm here and we i believe have talked about How'd you get into being a nerd or a geek? And the answer is Star Wars. All the time, Star Wars. Uh, yeah. But you see... So I would go into the elementary school library, right? Okay. And there was a book that I vaguely remember mm-hmm. that was just about robots. You see? Because R2-D2 was and always has been my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I spent all that time focusing on the IG droid. And why during Rogue One, everything for me was about uh, K2SO. Because droids, I I love droid design. Mm -hmm. And so R2 got me into robotics just in general, like an interest in robotics. So, you know, you go to your elementary school library, you pull out that card catalog, you find R for robot, you pick a book out of there. And there was this one book that had just robots it was talking about robots and it talked about um, sci-fi robots so Mm -hmm. you had 
like your Robbie the Robot from uh, Forbidden Planet. For, yeah. I know, I, I love Forbidden Planet. Lost in Space. Whatever he was, I, what was that ro- robot? I mean, they used they used Robbie the Robot, but they just they just yeah. But he had a different. Him. Did he have a different name? I don't remember. That's an excellent question. Oh yeah, I don't so. Remember. No, no, it, it was different. Lost in Space Robot had the donut head. Yes, but it was the same chassis. Yeah, but the head was different. Yeah, they re- yeah. Okay. So I just want to make sure I wasn't losing... You are not losing, losing a you plot are, somewhere. You are correct, sir. Anyway, so robots. It, you know, it talked about Robbie the Robot. Mm-hmm. It talked about forbidden, uh, Lost in Space Robot. It talked about uh, C-3PO-R2-D2. And uh, some of the other sci-fi robots... Then it started to get into like some of the early '90s uh, mm-hmm. industrial robots, even, and then yeah. talked about what could the future robots have. Now, I remember this book. This book is not the point of the story. Okay. The point of the story is like a little bit of the way is down from this book, because it was also in the sort of computer science area, right? As or as computer science of an area as you get in elementary school library right and for for the record my elementary school was the k through sixth grade elementary school okay mm-hmm. everywhere else was k to four then they would bus into this one for five and six then you go up to middle school for seven and eight, seven and, eight yep. and then nine through twelve was is high school right okay uh, that's also beneficial to i was gonna make a joke like if we have any uk listeners but then i remembered sam Sam is from there. He is from the UK. So perhaps. So now, so now he has our educational roadmap. Now he has a, a more complete understanding of what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but so. I think his husband's a school teacher. I don't know. I'm pretty sure his husband's a school teacher. Well, <laughs> fuck me then. <laughs> um, so, like, right around that same book, though, was a book. On Q, Microsoft Cubase. Oh dear. And writing your own video game programs mm-hmm. like tic tac toe and a sort of zorkish text based adventure, okay. which I never got to work. And then global thermo- thermonuclear war. Because, well, it was thousands and thousands of lives. Yeah, and I'm like, right, right. Well, I, like I, I, I tried to type it in, but I never got it to work. Yeah. So that started me in programming you see okay i wrote my first program when i was about eight years old you see mm-hmm. nerd yeah I don't, I don't i don't have the sound bar but there you go hey he's playing me off anyway <laughs> i am not so, remember that thing i said <laughs> i am not playing remember that thing off. i said i'm not playing listener at off. home uh but so that led me to taking programming in high school right. and so forth took me into computer science and I dropped out of that but I'll tell you what when I went in for my interview at the company I currently work as a software developer for they asked how long have you been programming for and I said oh about 21 years and they looked at me weird I'm like no no let me explain. I took this book out in elementary school and I started programming QBasic from it about 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. And hey, would you look at that? Star Wars took me to the robot book, took me to QBasic, took me all the way through the rest of programming up until now where I am being paid 
a ridiculous amount of money to do it despite not having a college degree. Nice. So that That's a good that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Yeah. That answers the question. Alright, Joe, cut that shit in half. Um, okay, so Because yeah, we one, got my bad one, your good one. Mine kinda splits the middle ground, so uh I can I can name a date. It was July fourth, two thousand thirteen. Um I, I believe then. Yes. yes, I knew you then. Uh we had just begun Godspell rehearsals. Yeah. Um, I had gone through a almost full year after a very messy breakup <laughs> with a very crazy girl. I was there for that too. Um, and on July 4th, my sister decided to throw a party cause my parents were out of town and she said that I could invite my friends. So I invited my two friends from college, the college that I was leaving to go to another school to try to refined what I wanted to do with my life and we were drunk on my couch while all my sister's friends were outside playing flip cup and beer pong and they convinced me to start a Facebook chat and start flirting with a girl that I had known from college choir and I was very down on myself especially after the very messy breakup with the very crazy girl um, and I was also sort of realizing what an asshole I was uh, for a majority of my high school career um, and somewhat into college, mainly due to the crazy girl. I can't say all due to her, but I could put I could push some of the blame off on her. Um, and you know, it worked out. And I dated her for close to a year. Um, but that sort of put me on this path of self-recovery in a way. Um, so I'm, I mean, by no means am I done fighting the good fight against my mental illness. But I was in a very deep, dark hole for a lot of that year. Uh, and were it not for my two friends, Christian and Keith, um, getting my confidence up enough to start talking to this girl who I thought was pretty, and then finding out that that girl was kind of into me, I don't know if I would be where I am today. I don't know if I would be, if I would have the coping mechanisms that I have today were it not for that conversation with those two fellas drunk on my parents' couch. So was that like your first like foray into proactivity for Joe? Kind of working in a proactive Yeah, sort of you know, sort of going for going for, for what I wanted and not just letting life happen to me. Yep. It huge. was my it was and it was because of that that I was able to, you know, make friends in my college classes and uh, it was because of that I was able to go out and find jobs and, and make new friends and when you invited me to do Godspell I was able to branch out and not just talk to the people that I already knew and me <laughs> right 
Well, I knew you at that point, yeah. Yeah, I, I was saying me, one of the people you already knew. Yeah. Gonzo, the lovable scam. <laughs> so, I I would say, yeah, July 4th, 2013 was the, was the big turning point in my life to get me where I am today. Steven, good, uh... Good question. Appreciate it. Um, I like how it was for more than one of us. <laughs> yeah, no I keep bu- I keep busting his balls. No kidding. For this. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. It's a thing now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 a show. I would say. I call that a show. <coughs> um, Only one question. Only one listener mail. I, yeah, I, I didn't do the back ones. I mean, I do you think... want me to do back ones? Do we have anything else from uh, from Facebook from, from uh, Twitter? I I didn't see anything on Twitter. I don't see anything either. I don't know. I don't look at our Twitter. I did ask a question to our audience earlier today about their DMing styles, but that's not. We didn't get any questions back from that. No. Did anyone answer? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. A few people. I I I look at them sometimes when my phone says, "Hey, this person you follow, Couch Crouches, has tweeted." <laughs> So Joe, yeah, if people wanted to follow us on um, on social media, how it's would like, they do that? This is like time number four in this. <laughs> no, this is the third one. one. It, it, yeah. it cuts. It cuts the. So it, it, it breaks the segments up. If they wanted to follow us on social media, they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/couchcrouches. They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at couchcrouches. Uh, if they just want to email us <laughs> to send us mail or questions or suggestions for shows uh it's couchgrouches at gmail.com and if they want to find us on youtube and subscribe it's uh search couch grouches and find our little logo of the yelling man now gonzo can you think of any other ways people get in contact with us i haven't come up with any of these in a long time a long time yeah, yes, thank you, Joe. I was, I was making yeah. an old Ben Kenobi reference. Ben Kenobi, of which we are getting six episodes. We're going to get six episodes of, of a of, of you and McGregor. Of you and McGregor. So it is, in fact, oh, you and McGregor, confirmed. right? Yeah, you okay. and McGregor, six episodes. Okay, good. Because last I had heard, it was just he has said many times that he would. He's be more than willing. He's to. shown up on Disney property in his robes, going, huh, huh. But last I had heard, that was all it was. Nope, it has been so, confirmed. That's what I get for not paying attention to. I want to watch. What I want to see most in that show is the is what makes his hair go so white over the span of that short amount of time. Yeah, he does seem to get really old in the amount so, of time that I had a college that Luke pro- just becomes kind of a teenager. I had a college professor that his hair went white like over a summer. Yeah. But normally that's triggered by something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was. So I want to know what harrowing thing happens <laughs> off the air on Tatooine. T- off the air, we can talk about yeah. that. So uh, in the meantime, Gonzo, Black Magic Corner, any luck with the demons? None yet. But Scarlet did, in fact, offer to help because uh, as she was leaving, Scarlet, uh, in fact, asked me, "Have I contacted the demons yet?" <laughs> in person, I was asked this question. And they say that we don't have an impact. Well, clear- I don't know who says that. I, I say that. Clearly, Scarlet is one of our fans, and we love her very much. Um, I, you know what? Next week, we'll uh, 
figure something out. So, like, this entire time that we've been silent and not doing things, Sarah hasn't messaged us? Nothing. Come on. No. I only mislabel another person as you for a couple months and nothing. All right. Listen. All right. I get it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Garch Potatoes. We're going to go out of our way this week to. um... Next week is just a mail episode. Don't quote me on that. That actually sounds. Horrible. horrible. Let's yeah. not. We've tried. We Let's are, not. however, going to uh, work to re-engage our community. So hopefully you will answer in kind. But in the meantime, um, for Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Fuck on, audience. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, you're just going to put that in later, right? Well, now I'm not. <laughs> oh, man, so I should have. do, 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 do. Before it gets to the wow, usually at yeah. the end. Baloney is just hot dogs for people that like pancakes. <laughs> no? <laughs> What's olive loaf, man? Oh. Pimento loaf. <laughs> uh, these are awful. Cut it. <laughs>